the Immeasurably More Mini Messages. I'm Erin here with my mom, and today we're going to expand on Monday's episode, which was titled, Even If God is Still Good. But first, we want to take a few minutes and just talk about the Buffalo Bills football season this year. Um, If you know us, you know that we are huge Bills fans, not only because my dad played when I was too young to remember. However, I know that in their era, they were incredible. And now we're seeing a team that's also amazing. Yes. And we're going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. One, okay, one game at a time. One game at a time. I know. Any given Sunday, those are the cliches. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. And that is so true. And I feel like we've seen that this season. If you're not interested in football, just hang with us for a few (laughs) minutes. We'll get to the point of the mini message. But it's fun. It's fun to see how good they're doing. It's fun to watch Josh Allen and the rest of his teammates play. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, we sit in the stands. We like to sit outside. So the last game, as horrible as the weather was, (laughs) it rained and then it snowed and then it rained and then it hailed for a little bit. Right. But, you know, we want to be out there with all the fans because we want to be a part of what's going on and we want to cheer along with them. And so we love sitting outside. Yeah. Except when it's freezing. (laughs) But as someone who I will say, like, I grew up. When I wasn't there during dad's career, when they were incredibly good. But he made you watch all the videos. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Besides the four Super Super Bowl losses. But we won't talk about that. We won't talk about the four Super Bowl (laughs) losses because Jim doesn't talk about them. And he does not watch the videos from the Super Bowls. Because it's hard. It's hard for him. I mean, he's a team player. Right. And he's a leader. So I just remember growing up. And for the longest time, we really did not have a good team. I'm just going to be honest. We did not have a good team and it was hard growing up a Bills fan and just being a diehard fan and not having a good winning team. And then came in this crew that we have now and just the camaraderie and the family. And I will say, and I really do believe that this applies to life in general, but it took the hard circumstances, Mm, the losses of the past to produce such a great team. Yeah. And they're a family. I think that's one thing I've noticed about them as well is that they're a close team, which is what your dad experienced when he played. They were a close group of guys. They still have a group text, which is hysterical. (laughs) Um, Jim sometimes is like laughing in the other room. And I'm not, I know it's like, Oh, he's reading the group text from the guys, but That's one thing that I see that is so vital, I think, to this team's success is their community and the fact that they love each other and they're playing for each other. They're not just a bunch of players playing for themselves. They're playing for a team and the community. And they've engaged the Buffalo community. All the things that I remember that were so important when your dad played. And I just, you know... I don't want to stop talking about football. We could keep talking about football. Well, I was but... just going to say that, I mean, we can look at football and actually take a lot more away from it than just the game of football. True. And like you were just talking about with family and the camaraderie and just all of those things, you know, it takes a team. Right. And I think we've experienced that in our own life, whether yes. it was with Hunter and whether it was with my dad, it took a team 
of people. You need people. You need people. We all need people. You know, that was something that Carlita shared in her message was that she realized that one of the greatest blessings that God gave them in the midst of everything they were going through with Ezra, their son was the community that they had, the friends Mm -hmm. and family, the nurses, everyone rallied around their family and helped them walk through what they were going through. And even though, you know, it was one of the worst circumstances they could have ever imagined, they still had those people around them to support them. And I, I know, I can tell you right now that I could not have survived everything that we went through with Hunter and then everything with your dad, with his cancer three times without family, without friends, without the community that we had, first of all, praying for us Mm -hmm. first and foremost, knowing that people were praying us through all of that meant so much. So thank you. If you're listening to this and you have ever prayed for our family, I hope I get to hug you someday, but please know that how much we appreciate your prayers and all that you have done to stand alongside us during these seasons of life. Um, but yeah, I can't even imagine my life without team Hunter, you right. know, all the people that helped us during that season. And then, you know, just everyone that surrounded us for daddy's cancer journeys. So I think that's such a blessing to take this, the football, the right. football team mentality, but it's true. It's it really true. It's true. And even in my own life and my walk through struggling with mental health, I would not have been able to get through it if it wasn't for the team that God surrounded me with. Well, and isn't it because it's so isolating? Oh, absolutely. And pain, pain is lonely. Struggle is lonely. And there are moments where you feel like, am I the only one going through this? And I really believe that if you're listening to this and you are someone who needs community around you, I think it's important to let people in. Because that was something that I struggled with personally was letting people into my pain and allowing them to walk alongside me because there was a part of me that was like, well, I don't want to hurt them in the process. But part of me, what I didn't realize was that it was blessing that other person to be able to walk alongside me and that truthfully I needed them. Right. And what a blessing it is to need other people. It's right. not, it's not a burden. It's a blessing. And also if you're one of the people that you are walking alongside someone else who is struggling, thank you. Thank yeah. you for being thank that person you. for someone else because they need it. And I'm just want to remind you today that you are a blessing, whether you realize it or not, whether you feel like you have the right words to say or not, or you feel like you're not doing enough or whatever the case may be know that you are making an impact because you're there. Yes. And it get it, it's exhausting. I will say, you know, being part of a community that's walking through a difficult season with someone can be very exhausting. So this is just a word of encouragement too. It's okay to rest. Mm-hmm. It's okay to take a step back and then get back in and, you know, be there to support whomever it is that you love that's going through a difficult season because community is vital. And, you know, I was thinking of Jesus, of course, <laughs> I love thinking about him, but he, it wasn't, he wasn't a one man show, even though he was in many respects, he was, but he had a group of 12 men around him to support him. He had a, a an inner circle of three men that, you know, were his close knit group. So he's an example for us in everything in life. And he certainly had community around him. 
He did. And to that point, it makes me think that even Jesus needed time to rest. Even need like he needed time to get away and to be by himself and just be with the father. And so I think that's important for anyone, whether you are the person surrounding people in need, or you are that person that's in need right now, your greatest need is Jesus. Uh, Ultimately. Absolutely. You're right. And, you know, I think, you know, our culture has used the word self-care and that has gotten abused and misused, but I think we're talking about self-care too. If you're, you're a person who is standing in the gap or on the front lines, helping to take care of someone who's going through a difficult season, you do need to take care of yourself so that you have the strength to continue to take care of your family or the person you love. Another one of the powerful nuggets of truth that I took away from Carlita's message is to be present. Mm. And that, you know, I have said this for as long as you can probably remember one day at a time, one prayer at a time, all in God's perfect timing, but even more so to be present in the moment. And then we had spoken to someone at the football game. Yes. We're talking about (laughs) football again for a second. And he shared with us how, you know, our past is our past and the future we know nothing about and the things that we're afraid of or thinking might come or happen in the future, they might not even happen. And all we really have is the present. And it is so powerful. And it's so true. All we have is this moment. And what are we going to do in the midst of this moment? And Carlita talked about being present with Ezra in every moment, instead of worrying about what could happen, because we all do that. We all worry about what might happen tomorrow, especially if you're going through a health crisis with either your child or yourself or your spouse or someone you love, a family member or a friend, you know, we just automatically are worried about what could happen. Exactly. And Carlita reminded me to just stay in the present. And I think that by not being in the present moment, we can miss the presence of God. Yes. And we can miss what God is doing in this very moment, the good that he's doing. And so it's so easy when we're focused on the past or looking towards the future to miss what he's doing right now. And so many times we're like, where's God? Where's God? And we doubt his goodness. We doubt who he is. When, if we just were to stay in the present moment, we may see all the good things that he's doing. And Carlita really saw that. And she talks about that in her story, just about the goodness of God. And it was so encouraging to me because I so often forget the goodness of God. And she just repeated it over and over how she saw it in different moments and how they lived in the presence they lived in the presence of God in the present is the present. It's exactly. hard to say that. It is hard to say that, but they really did. And it even reminds me of when we were walking through the journey of dad with cancer the second time. And we were in New York city. He was getting treatment there. And there was just this moment where um, I was in our hotel room and I was by myself. And I just felt like the Lord was like, will you still believe that I'm good? Even if, even if I don't heal him on this side of eternity, because I believe that no matter what Jesus heals, whether it's here or it's in heaven, 
I believe that. And I also think that, you know, I got to that place in that moment where God wanted me to know his goodness. And so it was just, it was this overwhelming moment where I was wrestling with the fact that I could lose my dad. I remember having to think about, okay, if I'm going to lose my dad, then who's going to walk me down the aisle when I get married and just wrestling with those thoughts and God just meeting me in those moments and being like, but will you still believe that I'm good? Mm. Even if, and I was that just, is, you like, know what? That's a, that's, what did you say? I mean, I, it's I, a big, that's a big deal well, to and, wrestle with that. And I know for myself, if the outcome is not what I hope or pray it is, will I still believe that God is good? And even that, if. Right. And that's the thing is that we think that God's goodness is dependent on our version of the outcome. Yeah. So we're looking at, okay, I expect this to happen. And if this exact thing happens and, and it's not what I had planned, oh, well then God not, must not be good. Well, yeah, but that's not who God is. No, and no, he, he is be God work, right. and good. He's God and good, right? Regardless of our circumstances, and regardless of how we perceive God in any of our circumstances, nothing, none of our thoughts or feelings or any of that towards God change who God is. Right. Exactly. He remains faithful. He remains merciful, kind, good, loving, gracious, all the things that He is. And, you know, it makes me think of when with Hunter, you know, obviously we pray for a miracle. We prayed that Hunter would be healed and ultimately he was healed in heaven. And so even when everything started to happen with daddy, that doubt of the past of, oh, well, you know, God didn't heal Hunter. Why would he heal Jim? Why Mm -hmm. would he heal daddy? And I had to wrestle with that because just because God chose to heal Hunter in heaven and Jim was going through what he was going through, who am I to decide for God that he might not heal him here? Or, you know, it's just all of those things regarding the goodness of God that we wrestle with as humans. And it's okay. Absolutely. Okay. And even if you don't feel that way, you know, even if you can't say, the second part of even if, because even if God is still good. And although that is a truth, that is truth. Can we always say that? Can we always say that with firm confidence that even if my circumstances don't change in the way that I want them to, God is still good. There are moments in my life, completely being honest here, where I couldn't say that. In that moment when I felt like God was just asking me, will you still believe that I'm good? I'd had so much peace. It was weird. It was like peace of the Holy Spirit. And I felt like I could say, yes, I will still believe that you're good. And then came my own struggles. And I had a hard time believing that when I was going through my own circumstances of pain. And I think we go through various seasons of life where God allows us to be in circumstances where we question his goodness. And I just want to say like the absolute worst situations that you don't think you'll survive. We can cling to the fact that no matter what happens, God is still good. No matter the hardship we know and can trust that God is still faithful and good when we can't cling to the things of this world, but we can cling to the God and his word, Mm. you know, 
because we've been in those situations where the things of this world, the things of earth have fallen short right? and God chose not to use those things. And yet they're also such blessings because God did choose to use the things that he's given us because he gives us everything for life and godliness, according to his power that is at work within us. Amen. Amen to that. I love that. And God's word even says that he works all things together for good. And like we said in one of our uh, many messages before, all means all when Jesus says it, you know, all means all in those circumstances. And he works all things together for good, even when it doesn't seem like it's good. I know I've said that back to God. That's it's interesting because my prayers end up being his word back to him. Mm, yeah. And I'll say, Lord, you have said that you work all things together for good. So I trust you that you're going to use this circumstance for good. I might not see it now, mm-hmm. but you're going to do it. Whether my eyes see it or not, you've, you've made a promise. You know, we, we, as humans we're fallible, you know, and we will make promises that we don't always keep. Right. And <laughs> I going back to just like saying those prayers back to God, There are also seasons where I've prayed and said, God, you say you're good in all circumstances and that you work all things together for good, but this isn't good. God, uh, your word says this, but I'm not seeing this. And that's okay too, to go to God with your questions and be like, but your word says this, but I don't feel this way. But in terms of, you know, declaring the word of God and those truths, back to yourself, even in moments where you don't believe it. My counselor has told me several times because she says, just, just speak the truth out loud. Yeah. Even if you don't believe it. it. Yes. She says, wait a minute. Who else has said that Aaron? Okay. Okay. You, but sometimes things hit more when your counselor says it. Let's just be honest. It's true. (laughs) I've come to just surrender all that. Exactly. Exactly. But there is power in speaking the truth out loud, even if you don't believe it. So if you're in a circumstance right now where you are questioning the goodness of God, it's okay. But I encourage you to go to God's word and see the places where he declares his goodness and where he shows that he is good and declare that over your life, regardless of whether or not it feels like not true at all in this moment. I challenge you to do that because when we speak truth, lies lose their power. And when I was going through that season of darkness, it was last June that everything kind of came caving down around me. I certainly uh, started walking through a season of darkness. And one of the verses that I clung to during that season, and I put it on a three by five card, it's on the mirror in the bathroom. I prayed this over and over again. And the people that I had asked, speaking of community again, the people that I had asked to pray for me during that season prayed this for my life as well. It's in Psalm, it's in the Psalms, it's Psalm 27, 13. I would have lost hope unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I love Mm. that verse. And I have literally prayed that verse more times than I can count. And I believe, and that's why I won't lose heart is that I do believe that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believe I'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living for your life, Aaron, and all that you have gone through. I absolutely believe. I believe we're seeing it now. You're doing this podcast. (laughs) You're a part of so many 
ways in which you're using your gifts. And I believe that for you, if you're listening, that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I'm going to repeat that verse. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Living. Oops, <laughs> I get too excited. Land of the living, Psalm 27, 13 again. And I believe that. And I know Aaron does too. We believe that for you, if you're listening, that no matter what you're going through right now, no matter what those circumstances are, but I I know, and I can tell you for sure that God is good. And that's not based on me just, you know, coming up with this so I can feel better about the situation. It's because God has said that he is good. So I trust and believe that you will see his goodness in the land of the living. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your presence. And Lord, help us to live in the present moment. Help us to let go of our past and trust you with our future because you are the only one that holds the future. You're the only one that knows the unknown, Lord. Help us to live in this moment. Help us to live in the present. And help us to have eyes to see your goodness in the land of the living and to trust, Lord, to trust you that you will work all things together for good for those who love you. Lord, thank you for this time we've been able to spend together. And I pray that you would bless the listener immeasurably more than all they could ever ask or imagine. In Jesus' name, 